Going to be rejoined by our very good friend Jerry Jordan from kickingthetires.net as we will get Jerry's insights on all the happenings in the NASCAR world, including with Tyler Reddick in 2311 Racing. Also break down the NASCAR playoffs and look ahead to this weekend's race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We'll have our Ask David segment coming up at the end of today's show as well. As always, let's go racing with David Starks, presented by Ticket Spotter. Ticket Spotter Kim Boards, the primary sponsor this year on David's 08 Ford Mustang. We want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Spotter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fancy tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World truck race throughout the season. For the best deals on tickets, visit TicketSmarter.com to get your tickets today. That's Ticket Smarter. Com. David, it is uh, not just any normal show around here. It is uh, your birthday. I know you live every day like it's your birthday, but uh, you're uh, your 55th, I believe. Well, hey, man, it's uh, it, it's I'm just thankful to have a birthday, you know. So, uh, but I like like you just said, man. I live like I live my life like every day is my birthday. You know what I mean? So when my birthday's here, it's really not that big of a deal because uh, <laughs> I live it like. Whoa! Hey, what? look at that! Wow! Uh, hey, and, and there's the the, the, the birthday <laughs> cake, and uh, it's uh it's arrived. There it is. It has the right age on it too, Tyler. Awesome, it does. Man. Awesome. Dominic, should we sing? <laughs> Let's sing it. Let's do it. And Jerry, feel free to join along with us. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, Three, man. two, one. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear star man. Happy birthday to you. Tyler, that is the most recognizable song according to the Guinness World Record book. So there's no copyright thing you got to worry about, right? That's because the the copyright actually ran out on it after 25 years. Perfect. All right, so we're good. We don't have to worry about. Okay. Ooh, well, okay. This is an ice cream cake and it's going to melt. So I'm going to go ahead and put it in the freezer. <laughs> Let's, we'll be very careful with this so we don't have any spills. Well, it looks like David's getting a knife. You guys are going to probably have some cake over there, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll probably have some enjoy ourselves. We'll eat some yeah, for you. Awesome. Here. Who's the little yeah. guy? Vance yeah. getting a little piece. I like Vance it. Hey, hard. Vance. I'm hungry. He's hungry. He's hungry. <laughs> All right. Oh, yes. So, Good, huh? so happy birthday to David. Uh, awesome, <laughs> yeah, and if you're listening on the podcast form, Tyler and David have a nice ice cream cake. That's what, cookies and cream, I believe, Tyler, right there at the table with you guys? It's an Oreo uh, cake, and I know you like cream, don't right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, of course, especially with cookies. Yes. Awesome, yes. man. You guys are wonderful, man. Thank so, you all. It was an ice cream cake, and it melted a little quicker. It's than all good, so, so, so David, all my, everybody's listening it, to this back the, the next yeah. day. How did you get to spend your birthday? How what did you do for your 55th birthday? And was it any special, any different than any other day? No, I just worked at my shop all day, you know, and uh, you know, I just was busy working on race cars. And man, I can't I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing than working on race cars on my birthday or or at the racetrack, you know, and uh, you know, so it was uh it was a great day, you know. Anytime you uh 
get to do what you love to do. And man, it's uh, it's a blessing. You know? Pretty right. awesome. Very awesome. But Jerry Tyler, I got to say, I'm surprised it's not a Dr. Pepper cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those. Oh, look uh, at that. There's the product placement. Jerry, hold that up. I, I'm holding it right here. There you go. Okay. Yeah. There's the Dr. Pepper. For those that don't yeah. know, David's favorite drink of choice has to be Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Well, oh, yeah. You know, it. His one of his. Uh, I don't know if the if his Whataburger still is sponsored, but I'm a frequent flyer of Whataburger. So uh. <laughs> aren't we all right, Tyler? Oh yeah, I, I love me some Whataburger. I make uh, weekly visits to Whataburger. Oh uh, yeah, they have they have Dr Pepper shakes. Oh so. yes, they're oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, fun fact about that too. You'd appreciate this, David. My first date, I took my fiance on. We went and had Mexican food in Albuquerque. And then yep. for dessert, we had those Dr. Pepper shakes from Whataburger. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm surprised she stuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like a great date. It all worked out, man. That's, that's awesome. That sure did. <laughs> well, uh, guys, uh, with that, uh, quite the introduction to uh, begin today's show. Uh, Jerry has been with us before, and we want to get to right away uh, – Moving back at the weekend that was, uh, uh, recapping uh, the race at the Roval. Jerry, I'll start with you. What was your uh, your thoughts? I mean, was it the most exciting race by uh, by any stretch? I don't know. I like racing. and There was a lot of racing going on. There was movement through the pack. There was a lot of cars getting lapped. But here's what I took away from the Roval, and that is if you're going to do shady stuff, keep your mouth shut. Don't don't be talking about it on the radio. Don't say when when your driver's on the backstretch and you can't see his car. Don't say you got a flat you got a flat pull over, especially when it lets your teammate make it into the playoffs the next round. It's just just a bad look, and apparently NASCAR didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can see why they didn't like that. And uh, Christopher Bell. Ultimately gets the win. Dom, uh, you know, Christopher Bell this season has been a guy that has been consistent, has been running up front, but gets into victory lane just for the second time this year. At one point, he was leading the playoff standings here. Getting this win, I mean, you have to consider Christopher Bell a serious threat now, right? Well, this win just erased the mayhem they suffered at Texas, the melee at Talladega, and all made up for it with a win at the road course. And I think we were talking about on the show last week, Christopher Bell would be somebody to watch. And that's a team that has had playoff speed and, and all season long has had a lot of speed, but definitely somebody to watch in this next round. And Christopher Bell certainly having a career year, first time having multiple wins in the cup series. And I, I do want to backtrack here a couple of steps, Jerry. So you brought up a good point, Cole Custer getting the penalty and, and what happened with his teammate there on the last lap on the back stretch. So, in your opinion, I, I believe you were on the conference call with NASCAR earlier this week when they were discussing the penalty. Yeah. What made this penalty any different or potential penalty different from, well, let's say what happened at Bristol last year where Chase Elliott slowed up Kevin Harvick at Bristol and let his teammate go on to win? What makes this one different from that or any the other big, prior to The biggest difference was that Chase Elliott did what he did on his own. He didn't have a crew chief coming into his ear telling him, to pull over on the backstretch. Um, and they looked at all the data. They looked at all the uh, the radio chatter, everything. All of that was going on. With, the only place they found problems was when the crew chief told Cole to back it down because he, quote, had a flat. 
when he didn't, but that let, you know, uh, Briscoe by so that he can, you know, and he can move on to the, in the playoffs. Uh, it's different because, and they looked at Chase last year, but because no one told Chase, that was an on-track thing where there was some gray area. That's why it's different. And there wasn't a lot of gray area on this. And also, they listened to Briscoe's audio, and not any time during the race on Briscoe's audio did they ever ask for where people were at, what do I need. All he wanted to know was where he was at in the points, where he needed to move. He, he never asked for any collusion, never, you know, no chicanery, nothing like that. It was straight racing talk that I mean, David can, can address this because he's a driver. And, you know, it's you have certain things that are said every week over the radio. Nothing deviated from it. Hey, I, I want to uh, jump in here real quick. And I have to be honest with you. Um, I didn't get to watch the race Sunday. I was at my shop uh, working on uh, on our racing school cars. And, uh, and I heard the last I heard the ending probably the last four or five laps. And I'm not, I'm, I'm want to backtrack a little bit. Uh, and, and can y'all tell me again what happened? So basically, Cole Custer was racing ahead of the three car and the 14 car. And the 14 needed to get by Custer and the three in order to advance in the playoffs. Right. Um, and Cole's coming down the back stretch. And his crew chief comes over the radio and says, Hey, you got a flat. I think you got a flat. I think you got a flat back or down. So he does, but the crew chief wasn't the crew chief wasn't seeing the car. He was just telling him to slow down because they knew where they knew the proximity of where Briscoe was at and what points he needed to advance into the playoffs. Now, as it stands, he technically, according to NASCAR, that didn't make a difference, um, I guess, because he got around another car on his own. But, I mean, he knocked Larson out by two points. Wow. So, and they considered, they considered looking at Briscoe and suspending him. Uh, but he didn't, like I said on the radio, he didn't do anything wrong. They also considered looking at Cole Custer and suspending him. But that goes against the precedent that they've kind of set in the past of the only reason why they park a driver is for a safety issue and you know things like that. This was uh, this was, it, it. It has to be very egregious for them to park a driver. Is what is what uh, Scott so, Miller said. So Jerry, I, the way I'm understanding it, uh, so Cole Custer got orders from his crew chief that basically slow down, let his teammate go by, or basically yeah. and said, hey, you, "You got a flat tire, slow down." Yeah, I will uh I will read you the quote. Think you've got a flat. Check up, check up, check up. That was the word that came from the 41's crew chief to Cole Custer on the back stretch as he slowed to allow the 14 of Chase Briscoe to go around. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, you know, we all understand it. Um when we have a flat, we don't need anybody to tell us <laughs> we got a flat. <laughs> we, we're pretty much the first ones to know we got a flat, and we're usually telling our crew chief and our team, "Hey, we got a flat. Be ready. I'm coming to you." You know, we right? Need to be quick. We don't lose a lap. You know. So, uh, yeah, you know, they kind of got caught. You know, uh, you know. I guess you, it's understandable. You know, as an organization and a team, they were trying to help. 
their organization, their team might be a team player. But yeah, that's a yeah, uh, that's pretty blatant. You know what I mean? For us in the industry, you know, for somebody just listening to that, you're like, well, that's pretty cool, you know. But but y'all know, I know, and most of us know that uh, our crew chief doesn't need to tell us that we got a flat. So, <laughs> We're no, just telling no. them. <laughs> so tell me this question for whether Jerry or David, either one, whatever, whatever, whoever you guys want to answer this question. For the casual observer, the casual fan out there that watches and sees plate racing of, you know, the orders come from the manufacturers and the teams. You guys got to help each other. You guys got to work together, you know, and, and that's the order, right? What's the difference between that and then, in this case, move out of the way to help your teammate advance in the playoffs? What's the difference between the two? What would you tell the, the casual fan that may not understand? Well, I think it's because you're still racing for a win. You're still out there trying to do your best. This is this is an obvious example of him not doing his best, not giving the 100% rule. I mean, they told him to back down specifically because it helped his teammate. That's that's F1 team orders all the way in my book. That's that's like something you'd see in an F1 race. Yeah, and, 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 you know, when you're talking about Daytona and Talladega, the manufacturers, we all know this. So we're, I, I've been involved with it. They, uh, you, know, the, you know, the GM wants to help GM, Toyota wants to help Toyota, and Ford wants to help, you know. You know, when you all pit, you're all getting gas mileage. You all want to pit together. You all want to, you know, you all want to help each other from a manufacturer standpoint and we you've seen it year after year after year and sometimes it works really well and sometimes it doesn't work out as well as the manufacturers and the and the teams want it to but uh but you know everybody's racing to get to the end and you know like the last 10 laps last five laps the last two laps you know it's every man for every team for their self you know what i mean but you know the the manufacturers want all their teams all their cars to to help each other and may the best team car driver win at the end, you know? And so that type of uh, strategy that the manufacturers really plays into the Daytona and Talladega thing is, you know, what nobody's, nobody's pulling over and letting somebody go by and stuff like that, you know, and uh, because everybody's, everybody's trying to win. Uh, so uh, this is a little bit different situation, I would say. And that's what Scott Miller said. He said it was blatantly pulling over to change the outcome of the race. Yeah, I mean. So uh, with that, you know, Kyle Larson uh, comes up short, and he had a bad day himself, finished 35th, um, and, you know, was just on the verge. It, it seemed like going into the day, he was – it was a very good chance he was going to advance, and he finds himself – uh, missing it, won't get to defend his title. Chase Briscoe advances now. Jerry, where, where do things go from here? I mean, if you're that 14 team and you, you advanced here, do you think that this team, um, you know, is, is got a target on their backs now or anything? Is this carry over to the next round? How, how does this, where's this team go from here? I don't think he makes it out of the round of eight, but I think the biggest problem here, though, is, Larson's problem was Larson. And I, I, I'm a big Kyle Larson fan. I predicted him to win 10 races last year. He won 10 races in the championship, and I made the bet on that uh, back in Fe on February 14th of last year. I bet that he'd be the champion. So, uh, and, you know, he just didn't perform this year, whether it's the new car, whether it's circumstances. 
Uh, we had so many winners. It Kyle Larson's problem was he didn't he didn't live up to the expectations that that he set for himself and that he he needed to uh, to advance. It's not two points. It's two points after that race. But look at all the 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 times he had opportunities to finish better or to win races and he didn't. So that's a scenario that, you know, for that, as far as Cedric, I think he does have, I'm not Cedric, I'm Briscoe, I think he does have a, uh, uh, a target on his back to some degree. Um, do, do you retaliate against him? That could get you parked because he's a playoff driver and you don't want to affect the outcome of the race. But it, it definitely, uh, I'll tell you who might have a bigger target is Cole Custer, uh, you know, because he's the driver that, um, his crew chief's the one that told him to slow down. So, but that's just, that's my theory. Yeah, that's uh, all very good points there. Uh, with Christopher Bell getting uh, this win now and, uh, you know, getting it done there uh, at the Roval, what do we what do we think about Christopher Bell, Jerry, uh, at, at this point here? Do you think that Christopher Bell can uh, can advance to that uh, that final four? I think Christopher Bell is a threat. Uh, I really do. I think uh, he's coming up on some tracks that are very good for him. He's good at Vegas. We've seen that already this year. Um, you know, and then he's, you know, we're going to have Homestead. He's done pretty well at Homestead and Martinsville. Um, you know, I think he, he says he likes the track, but I think he's his best shot at winning probably is this weekend or next weekend. Um, but still, we'll go out there. He's got one of the best crew chiefs in the garage. And that's a, that is a proven fact. That team has has a history, and and you know as far as with Adam Stevens when he when Adam was with Kyle, they can they can win just about anywhere. And Adam Adam has that notebook. Yeah, that's true. It's a great point. Uh, the playoff picture now. Let's look at that uh, real quick. How things stack up as the points reset, advance to eight. Chase Elliott uh, is your point leader uh, with Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell in that first four. The bottom four after that, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Briscoe. Dominic, what do you think of the uh, the playoff picture here? Who do you think is going to advance to that final four? Very good question, man. We'll have to wait and see. And I think Chase Elliott said it best post-race with his comments after the Roval. It's going to be a tough round. You look at the tracks they're going to. They're going to Martin. Well, they're going to Las Vegas to open out the round. And then Martinsville. And you look at just those two tracks, right? Walk-off went a few years ago for Chase Elliott there. And then Homestead in the middle of all that. Homestead was certainly the, the championship race a few years back, a mile and a half track there. So I, I look at those tracks. I look at who has done well in the past. And, man, Jerry brings up a great point. Christopher Bell has been very consistent. We have Adam Stevens atop the pit box. That's somebody who could easily advance to the round before or the championship four, rather. Chase Elliott, your 2020 champion, has run well at all these tracks. What about Ryan Blaney? Could he be the first driver since Ryan Newman to go winless throughout the entire regular season and advance to the championship four? It's only been done once in the Cup Series, and he could be the guy to do it because he has been consistent. But at the same point, too, we've seen bad pit stops. We've seen where Ryan Blaney has led laps and won stages but can't take the third and final stage as a victory. So I look at some of these guys. I mean, I think Chase Briscoe, let's be honest, he's probably the weakest of the eight drivers, with the least amount of top 10 finishes, the, the lowest average finish of any of the guys in the round of eight that have advanced. But hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Jerry, what do you think of the uh, playoff picture here? Who do you like uh, to advance to that championship for? Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, and I'm not sure. 
<laughs> now, um, who and it, it, it probably Chase Elliott, just based on points and scenario. But I, I like I like those guys: Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, and 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 if, if I, I I guess I'll pick Chase just because he's a points leader, and um, you know he we know he can win at Phoenix. He did that you know a few years ago. So uh, I just I don't know. It is a uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next week with homestead vegas is a is another it's just a mile and a half okay it's different than texas it's different than kentucky was it's different but next week at homestead that's going to be a key because you know there's going to be chaos at martinsville so there's it's going to be methodical racing next week at, at homestead and i think uh i think you'll see some chaos but i think that it's going to be a it's going to be that race will probably go to whoever plans and, and, you know, strategizes it out the best. Yeah. David, what do you think of the playoff picture right now? Man, I'm kind of like Jerry, you know. I think Chase Elliott, uh, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell will be our final four. That's my opinion. Um, you know, I, I say Logano because, man, going into Vegas this coming weekend, I mean, I've always – Logano's always really run good there. Uh, Denny Hamlin's always run well there, but man, you just, uh, you know, Chase Elliott, you can't count him out. The Hendrick organization, Christopher Bell, I mean, Gibbs, I, man, it's just, you know, those, those four really, for me, come to mind. Now, be kind of cool to see Ryan Blaney kind of hit his stride at the right time, but, you know, it, it, you know, I know he's in the top eight, but man, it just hasn't been the performance hasn't been what, what those other four have had all year long, you know, and I just can't see a magic wand all of a sudden for Ryan Blaney. And, but, you know, anything's possible, you know, but I'm kind of like Jerry. I think uh, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, and Joey Logano, I, I think that'll be our final four. Uh, it, it, you know, like always, we say it every week, it's going to be interesting, you know. It was a crazy race this past, you know, Sunday from what I heard. And, uh, you know, and it'll continue to be ex exciting and interesting. And, uh, and uh, man, it, it just keeps us glued to the, to the race, the television. And just, uh, you know, it's just going to be exciting, you know. But uh, kind of looking at that, you know, just looking at the playoff pitchers, you know, I, I can assure you that, you know, we talked about it earlier this year. Uh, Denny Hamlin being just been part of the chase for so long and never really getting that, you know, getting uh, winning the championship, you know, like I heard, if I remember right, we were talking months ago, it's like, man, you know, it ain't like he has a lot of opportunities left to do that. Right. You know, you know, he's going to be fighting hard to, to finally get his, uh, his championship, you know, and, uh, but man, uh, you know, it's it's up for grabs for everybody. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. You know, and it, whatever happens, those final that 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 final four, the final four is going to be. You know, it comes down to just whoever's going to have really have that great race at Phoenix. You know, and I heard Jerry say we we saw Chase Elliott win the race there two years ago, so we know he runs good there. So, uh, you know, even if you know he can barely hang on to the top four, you get down to that last race. It's whoever's, you know, really going to run good there, you know. So it's just kind of interesting how it, how it's the format is and how it all plays out. But it makes it exciting for the fans, for us, for everybody, you know. And it's, you know, and I, I can only say 
from the this year from Daytona, the start of the season to now, man, our NASCAR has been over the top. The excitement, the competition, the parity with all the different winners. It's been an amazing season, and I think it's going to continue to, you know, last, uh, I don't know, four or five races we have left is going to be even even more exciting. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, this weekend at Las Vegas, David, you've won at uh, Las Vegas before, and we've seen that track put on exciting shows. The spring race, uh, you know, Alex Bowman came out of left field to win that race, his only win of the year. Uh, what do you think of uh, this weekend at a Las Vegas coming up? Man, it's, it's uh, you know, Vegas is a great track. You know, it's uh, it's got all kinds of characteristics to it. Really bumpy in turns one and two. Uh, you know, you uh, you got to get your car to, to drive good and handle right over the bumps. Uh, it's multiple lanes. You can run up against the wall. You can run in the middle. You can run on the bottom. It just creates a really uh, fun race for the drivers. Uh, because of because of the multiple lanes, you know, I've, it's always been one of my favorites. Uh, but you know, just thinking about it, it's it's uh, it's going to be an exciting race, and I think uh, I think uh, I don't know if it was Dominic or you, Jerry, that said it was going to you know there'll be a lot of shenanigans playing out in the race. So it's going it's going to be going to be exciting, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I know I'm looking forward to watching the Cup race on Sunday. Jerry, uh, we've seen, you know, this playoffs, the non-playoff drivers have certainly had an impact, winning a decent amount of races. And we talked about the Cole Custer thing earlier, uh, you know, playing a role in uh, Chase Briscoe advancing and everything there. Do you think that we will start to see now things transition where the playoff drivers start to take over a bit, where it's the playoff drivers winning races and everything? Um what do you think, Jerry? I think, well, first off, I think that with mine and David's luck, the four drivers that we picked to make the championship are going to pile it up in turn one this weekend. Jerry, and I agree with you. Because, man, <laughs> and I've, we've had some good luck over the years, but this year has been awful, man. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's, been, it's not going well. No. So, uh so the only thing I've done right this year, I think, was I picked Kevin Harvick to win a race, and I picked Christopher Bell to win here earlier this year. So I think that's you know that's probably my, my biggest uh, get it right moments of the season. Um, but no, I, you know Vegas is going to be interesting. If we're going to have a, a race where a playoff driver, you know, wins it like we we're used to seeing, uh, I think that Vegas could be the place where that that comes comes to play. Um, Look, Denny has, as David said, Denny Hamlin's good there. We know Joey Logano's good there, and we know Christopher Bell's good there. So you got three playoff drivers right there. Ryan Blaney's good there too. So half your playoff field is is not only good there, um, has won races there, or probably over half, and then they're just better drivers right now. Maybe not overall, but they're better drivers at Vegas than you know what thirty. 30 something 28 30 other drivers that are out there you know racing on Sunday they're right, just right. they're just they're just better right now that's the reason why they're in the playoffs yeah you you can't count out William Byron I mean we're just talking he won there in, in, the, in the spring and right. uh, yeah. uh you know you can never count count out Ross Chastain I mean it's just you know it's anything's possible uh all these guys the top eight are, are amazing and uh good powerhouse teams, championship caliper teams. So it's just going to be interesting to, have to see how it all plays out, you know.
Yeah, for sure. Uh, guys, uh, we will get to our news and notes segment in just one moment. Before we do, today's show is presented by Ticket Spotter. Ticket Spotter is the official ticket resale marketplace of Worldwide Technology Raceway, where David won in 2004. Fans can also get tickets to any type of event, including sports, concerts, and theater productions. Ticket Spotter is committing to helping those in need by donating $1 from every transaction to various charity organizations. Head over to TicketSmarter.com to find tickets for upcoming events. That's TicketSmarter.com. Dominic, uh, let, let's get to the the thing we've all been waiting for, right? Uh, with the elephant in the room, right? Reddick, the the elephant in the room, yes. Tyler Reddick is reportedly going to be released early from his contract. Lee Spencer of Racing Boys was the first to report on Tuesday, October 11th, that Tyler Reddick will be released one year early from his contract at Richard Childress Racing, and that in fact 2311 Racing has bought out his contract. An official announcement is expected at the racetrack this Saturday in Las Vegas. And Jerry, I'm going to toss this to you. I can't help but think Las Vegas announcement there. And it could be a coincidence just because it is the next race on the schedule. But the announcement coming there, Kurt Busch's hometown, is there some sort of correlation here? Or am I reading way too into it? Can I do this and cover up my face so you can't see how I look? There you um, go. Okay, so... so <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's an announcement on Saturday. No, I can't tell you what it is, but I don't think Lee is far off of her article. Um, I don't know about Tyler Reddick. Okay? I don't know if the contract's been bought out or all that. Wouldn't surprise me. I think I asked that question a couple of weeks ago. Um, I do know a little bit more about Kurt Busch and the situation, and there will be some sort of an announcement uh, this weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and uh, it will be Saturday. It, it'll be Saturday. Um, that's that's all I know uh, specifically that I can say uh, is that there will be a press conference involving Kurt on Saturday uh, and and Toyota. Um, so I hope that it is Kurt is coming back or will drive a fourth car next year or his car next year, but. I have serious doubts. I don't know yet. So here's what I wonder. As far as the Tyler Reddick thing goes and all this, uh, Jerry, I mean, we heard from Richard Childress say that the plan was, the plan, <laughs> for Tyler Reddick to be in a third entry, that they were going to find another charter and that they were going to get sponsors and all this and make it work for one more year. But then, now, I mean, was he bluffing? Uh, are they still going to run a third car, potentially? I mean, what the hell is going on at RCR? Oh, poker. He's playing poker. I mean, Richard Childress goes way back. Come on. He knows how to play this game. And he, he wants money for his driver. He, he's Look, when Tyler Reddick decided that he was going to go to 2311, it did not make Richard Childress happy. Richard only wanted to give him a one-year contract. Tyler wanted something longer, okay? Tyler is too much of a good get for another team not to have him signed a long-term, and Richard didn't want to do that. So it, it, What was Richard's hesitancy not giving that long-term deal, you think? He's, you know, a lot of his deals are, are one-year. Um, other, I mean, it's just that's the way he does other than Austin. But, you know, I mean, that's just – it's the way it's a business thing. You don't want to. I mean, who's to say that he doesn't have someone else come along 
later on that's even better. Okay, I mean, he got Kyle Bush. He had to he had to pony up multi year for that. Right. Okay. So who who would you take, Tyler Reddick or Kyle Bush? There's right some now, older... we were t- having this discussion a couple weeks ago. Uh, knowing what I know as far as building for the future, personally, I'd rather have Tyler Reddick than Kyle Bush right now. I don't know. If you're trying to rebuild a program, do you want a young guy or do you want some guy who can come in and say, you've got a problem with your car here. By the way, it drives like a bulldozer, and I think you need to do this. Or do you need a guy who's young and says, look, I'll just drive it. I'll figure it out. We'll work through it. I think Tyler Reddick's that kind of guy. I think Kyle Bush is the guy. He's going to complain. He's going to gripe more next year than I think he probably has griped in the past five years. But he's going to go over there and he's going to make that program better. I, I truly believe that, it, that you know, he's, the, he's a driver like that that can do it. Um, he's one of the best in the garage. And, and, and I would stack him up against uh, Tyler Reddick. I like Tyler. He's a great guy. But I would, I would, I would bet on Kyle Bush. Nine times out of ten over Tyler Reddick in any race anywhere. So, with that said, uh, what, if you had to put a number on it, what are the percentage chances that there are there is still going to be a third RCR car? <laughs> I had to ask, but yes. <laughs> Look, I. I I, I said that I talked to Kurt. I texted with Kurt earlier today, and he just said, I'll see you Saturday. He knows. I mean, you know, uh, I, I've confirmed that, you know, we're having a press conference. Um, anything else that I that I might have picked up, I can't say. Lee wouldn't have put that story out there if she wasn't pretty solid with her information. Uh, and I know from making other phone calls today that, that Toyota has a part of this press conference. So you start adding up two and two, putting things together. Uh, and I'd heard earlier in the week, actually, that Toyota was working on a press conference. So they're not just going to do one press conference for Kurt leaving. Because um, remember, there's also some issues here. Kurt was injured. Okay. He is not retiring. He was actually injured. He lost his, he's he's not he's not going to drive if if this is the announcement. He won't be driving because he chose to retire. He will be driving because he was forced to make a decision based on a medical issue. David could probably address this a little bit more because I'm sure that you know David probably has insurance just like other drivers do in the garage of, of, and that there may be something there that you can't just say, oh, I'm going to retire. Um, you're technically, you were sidelined because you can't race because you're, you're injured. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, yeah. Once you retire your, uh, your, uh, racing medical insurance, I mean, that's, it's voided. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see, uh, how this press conference, I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, uh, Obviously, Jerry, you're, you're good friends with Kurt. Uh, I've been great friends with him for a long time. Um, you know, it's, uh, man, he's so competitive this year, winning races. And I really was uh, wanting to see him have a shot at another championship. Uh, uh, you know, I just felt like that 
their they that their their performance and the way Kurt was driving and just their team. It's like, man, you know, anything's possible to make the chase, and it obviously was going to be in the chase. So, uh, you know, he's just so good. Uh, still good. He's been good for a long time. He's a hell of a race car driver, and I wanted to see him retire on his terms when he was ready to retire. Uh, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, whatever's going on with him, his injuries, uh, you know, I'm hope, uh, you know, he obviously he probably has the right doctors to, uh, to get him back a hundred percent like he was, but, you know, knowing and seeing other drivers that have been through that, that takes time, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I think right now just to have, a great quality of life the rest of your life. Um, you know, uh, you just don't know all the, all the details of it. You know, I, I'd love to see him be able to drive a race car next year, come back, win races and give himself another opportunity. But, you know, we don't, we don't know the extent of and how bad and all the things going on medically with Kurt. Uh, we see him here and there. And, um, you know, so uh, I just hope the best for him. Uh, he's a great friend of yours, Jerry. Uh, we've always been great friends. And, uh, man, I, again, I hate to see uh, what he's going through. I would hate to see him uh, have to step out of the race car, maybe retire and retire because of his injuries. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to have to uh, end their great career that way. You know what I mean? You, we'd rather – all end it how we want to end it, you know, not because we have to, but uh, going to be interesting to hear the press conference and everything going on this weekend. I will say this because I, I, I've had multiple text messages, conversations with Kurt, through, you know, during this time. He did not tell me what the announcement was. Right. And I, and I, I won't speculate. No. Um, because I don't, I've never, you know, I will say that I know there's a press conference. I know that it, you know, it, you know, Kurt's going to be involved and Toyota's going to be involved. But what I can tell you is that Kurt has stayed true, and I've said this in the past. Ever since this injury happened, he said, "I will race again." That's that's what I will say. He told me that, and he, he said, "I will race again." I hope that's. I hope the announcement on Saturday is. Kurt's going to come back and 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 run Phoenix or Homestead or Martinsville or whatever, but uh, it may be that you know he's going to continue to heal and get better and race next year. Uh, but but that's the that's the only thing that I can tell you definitively is Kurt has told me that he will race again. Well, and Tyler, I think I, I got to bring you into this too. I remember you told me a couple of years ago you had a conversation with him speaking about how Jerry's saying how Kurt is true to his word. He told you in the midst of everybody saying, that, oh, Kurt's going to retire at the end of 2021, when that was a big topic of debate. He told you, Tyler, that he was wanting to race the next-gen car, and he was planning on it, and, and he has. Yeah, I remember specifically talking to Kurt about that, uh, you know, that, you know, asking about his intentions for, uh, you know, go, his future plans, and he was excited about the next-gen. He was one of the first drivers to test the next-gen car, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think that Kurt is done racing. Uh, I think, you know, if if we're going to, and I'm not going to put Jerry in this position to do this, I'll put Dominic in it, though. Um, <laughs> if we're going to speculate, if you want to call it that, or kind of connect the dots here, it sounds like what we're looking at here, Dom, is, you know, Tyler Reddick in 20, with 
Bubba Wallace to 23-11 next year. Kurt Busch, we don't know. Racing some time in, in some capacity somewhere, I don't know. Kurt and Kyle, you know, in, in the eight car and no third team at RCR. Am I, am I missing anything there, Dom? I mean, I, I think that's what we're looking at. I think where my mind goes on all this, too, with, with Kurt Busch, and maybe you thought this too, Tyler. Maybe you thought this, Dave. We won't put Jerry on the spot. But maybe a third part-time kind of deal if the sponsorship is there. We know Monster loves Kurt. We know that he does have funding. What about like a like a hand-picked kind of schedule, like a Mark Martin kind of year in 2023? I, I could see that on the table. It, we know Kurt isn't done and he wants to come back. If it's not a part-time deal for the rest of the year, one or two races, and he's coming back in 23. Who's not to say it's a part-time thing with 2311 racing? Yeah. I, th I think we'll, I, you know, it's all speculation, you know. Um, um, but I think that 2311, Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan will have Kurt Busch, a race car, ready to go when he gives his team and he's medically released and NASCAR gives him the thumbs up. When he's ready to go, he'll have a car that's capable of winning races again. Uh, and, and I think that's probably what we're going to hear, that when he's ready and he thinks he's ready and he's cleared medically and NASCAR clears him and, and uh, that, that he will be back cup racing with 2311. And uh, that's, that's kind of the way I, I see it playing out, you know. But, uh, but man, I just hope, to, I hope so. I hope the best for Kurt. He's such a great guy, a great competitor. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's just been so great for the sport and, uh, you know, you love him or hate him. He's just a, he's a good dude, man. Well, <laughs> and all this, Jerry goes back to a broader discussion of with this new car. And I mean, let's just face it. The truth of the matter is this car is not as safe as the last car. And, you know, as while teams may have been saving money and, and everything that, that comes with this car, um, I mean, the fact is that it has come with a cost, that safety, this car is not as safe as the last car, that drivers are getting injured, getting hurt, um, that with issues we weren't having previously. And we've heard, you know, Denny Hamlin, you know, we heard drivers talking about how they want to see this car kind of, you know, just get retooled, get, you know, re a reboot of some sorts here. I mean, the sad part is, unless they do something different, these issues, like we've seen with Kurt Busch and Cody Ware and Alex Bowman, are not going to go away. Uh, uh, you, you brought up one point there that I have to disagree on. I think the car hits differently, okay? Um, the rear end doesn't crush in, so it makes it a stiffer hit. I also know that uh, from talking to some people that, uh, and maybe David can address some of this, but the area behind the head in the headrest, they have taken out some foam through the years because it, and they can't add a whole lot because the drivers won't be able to turn their head to look either at the mirror or to their side. So that's one issue that go that plays into a rear impact um, backing into the wall. The other thing is Cody Ware, he was hurt, but he raced the next weekend, Okay. If the car wasn't safe, Cody Ware's hit was that was amazing that he 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 you know left the media center. I mean the the info care center. We were worried that Cody wasn't gonna you know wasn't gonna be able to leave. I mean that was a he he dropped after he got out of the car, got the wind knocked out of him. But 
you know, we don't hear about about him with, uh, you know, overall. Uh, and maybe it's because he's not an Alex Bowman or a Kurt Busch, but we're not hearing career-ending possibilities. At least I haven't heard that yet, and I, I, I usually I generally keep up with that type of stuff. Um, so I think that I think the fact that the car crushes differently when it when it backs into a wall, um, and is is in the way when it when it when it slaps the wall, uh, because it it affects the way the drivers. I'm not in the car, so I'm just going on what I've been able to pull together. Um, it, it it definitely feels different. That may not be the G-forces that NASCAR's picking up because that's different than what a driver feels, what the body feels. So uh, that's what they have to work through. Um, I did say this uh, to NASCAR earlier this week because I was working on a column, and it has to do with the fact that, look, I think NASCAR has listened to the drivers. They may not do what the drivers want because think about this. I have a daughter. I listened to her when she was growing up. I didn't always do what she wanted me to. And when I was a kid growing up, I listened to my parents some of the time. But I didn't, I damn sure didn't do everything they wanted me to do through the years. Um, you know, otherwise I'd be a, a doctor and, you know, <laughs> not working in racing and all that type of stuff. But, but David, am I wrong that uh, with the way that the car hits? Is that what you're hearing from, from your colleagues? Uh, you know, because... I, I I think the car itself, it, you know, it, it's just different. It's just it, it makes the impact on the driver, you know, uh, different. Yeah, you know, there's there's a, I believe there's an issue somewhere. I don't. It's hard to speak about it when you're not really, when you don't drive that car and you're not around that car a whole lot. You know. Um, you know, I just hear what Kevin's saying and Denny's saying. You just, you, you listen to everybody. And I think there's probably a couple different challenges, issues that NASCAR is really looking at. I, uh, and I, and I think, Jerry, you're, you're probably, you're probably talking about uh, the same thing that they're, they're, they're trying to figure out. You know, I think the, um, the, the uh the the rigid the car is much more rigid it's rigid you know and it doesn't crush uh like like the cars we've had in the past you know and and i think um the driver takes a little bit more of the of the of the of the blow you know um you know but i i'm not so sure i i i think maybe the frontal impacts aren't that bad it's just you know, when you back a car into a wall like we've seen Kurt do and Alex Bowman do, that I think really the Bowman wreck was that bad. But maybe there's, you know, there's maybe it's just too rigid, you know. And uh, you know, but I, I would I, I would tell you that NASCAR has done a tremendous job over the years, uh, ever since we lost the great late Dale Earnhardt. Uh, man, the, you know, the sport went to work, NASCAR went to work, the, the changes we had in the racetracks, the, the integrity of the race cars, the designs of the race car. I mean, we really ever, ever hear anybody really getting bad, bad injuries where they can't be, you know, the next week. But, you know, there haven't been any deaths. Uh, but I think maybe uh, 
uh, just hearing everybody talk and seeing what's happening, that NASCAR is probably in the process of solving that issue right now, where if you do back a race car into a wall at high speeds that we've seen Kurt, uh, that we saw Kurt's wreck there at Pocono, that, you know, the drivers are not taking so much of that backward, uh, you know, the, cr the car will crush better, you know, as, as, as we talk about. And, you know, NASCAR really does a tremendous job. I, I think they've probably been working on it for a while now. And I think we'll probably see something soon, a change in the design or the change in the rear clip of, of the new next-gen car that it, that when it does back into a wall, that it, it crushes different and it, and, it, and the, the car will take more of the, will absorb more of the energy and night the driver. But, you know, I, I think NASCAR over the years has done a hell of a job and tremendous job to keep everybody safe. And I can assure you, and I know for a fact that they're working on it hard because they don't want to see any driver get injured, you know, and having Kurt Busch not been on a race in the championship and having Alex Bowman have to step out of the car and not be, you know, that's really not good for our no. sport, it, you know, and, and sponsors don't want to be part of that and the fans don't want to see that. So I, I can assure you that NASCAR's, you know, their engineers, they're doing a lot of homework right now to figure out what they're going to do. You know, they're going to do something and it's going to be interesting to see what, it, what it's going to be, but I'm sure they're on top of it big time yeah. as we talk about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, Dom, another uh, note for us uh, on the manufacturer front. Yeah, so talks have stalled with another manufacturer potentially coming back to NASCAR in the near future. It was first reported by the Sports Business Journal, Adam Stern, and his reporting, always winning those stories, right? Another manufacturer joining NASCAR is not going to happen, at least with Dodge. So talks have stalled with Dodge Motorsports about coming back. Dodge, you may recall, was part of NASCAR for 2001 to 2012 and before that, too. So they've had multiple stints. And they went out winning the championship with driver Brad Keselowski that season, but have not returned. And they even had a, a, a Gen 6 car ready to roll in 2013, but no top-tier team that went with Dodge. So Dodge has been out for about 10 years now, and no return is likely anytime soon. So, Jerry, I'm going to turn this to you again. Who do you think would be a potential fourth OEM for NASCAR to look at or other talks going on? What, what do you know on that front? Well, I want to address that because we were mentioning that in Adam's article today. Uh, kicking the tires was there's two two factors that we were mentioned in um we actually broke the story i broke the story back uh 2017 something like that that dodge was in talks whenever it was it was right before bob marcioni of dodge died and uh he, he was he ran the company and when he passed away the plans that were were in place for dodge to come back the next next year or so into nascar they pretty much died with him at the time. And that I know for a fact that there was a meeting at, at Michigan International Speedway uh, because I went and I was outside as that meeting was happening. I knew that it was going down. And there's photos in that article of I didn't show the Dodge representatives, but I did show their feet walking out of the meeting across uh, it, it just because, you know, you don't see those types of shoes in a NASCAR garage very often. And uh, so, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to expose who those people were, but I was I was obviously there for a reason. Kelly Crandall was there with me from Racer uh, at the time. And that story, the, the specific information that I got from my source uh, from NASCAR and from Dodge were you cannot run this story until everybody is away from the track and on their airplanes. 
And so at 9.30 at night, that story broke. Uh, the Dodge was working on coming back. Fast forward, Mr. Marcioni died. Uh, Dodge didn't come back. Um, now, they were, they've been in talks. Uh, part of those talks have to do with what we broke earlier this year with the electric vehicle and the electric series that, uh, um, that NASCAR wants to put in place. And they were planning on, uh, that we had the documents for, that they were planning on putting out uh, in front of the public at the clash. Uh, or, you know, beginning next year out in Los Angeles. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. That was part of the delay. That, that's going to be delayed. But that is something that uh, that Dodge was uh, allegedly, you know, reportedly involved with. So there's a twofold here with how does this impact the plans for an electric series? How does this impact a uh, the plans for, you know, Dodge to come back? But there's also another, there's a couple more manufacturers. People talk about Honda. But Honda has said that they aren't they aren't necessarily interested in NASCAR. Now, there's there's another Kia has been interested in NASCAR, and you know um, I don't know where all those talks line up now because I'm kind of out of that loop. Uh, some of my sources are are no longer there, or different teams and things of that nature. So. I, I don't. I can't point you to a definitive who the next OEM is. I can just tell you who has been in talks that I know of firsthand. And uh, there was no doubt when I wrote my story uh, about Dodge several years ago that they were in. The, they were in the mix. Adam confirmed that today. Uh, and and I know that Kia and a couple of the other foreign manufacturers um, want to get into the sport. I just don't know how far along they are. David, you've raced for Ford, Chevrolet, Toyota, Dodge. I don't think I'm missing any of them. Um, you've been around. Uh, it's a good thing, right, to have multiple manufacturers. I mean, if there was going to be a fourth one, uh, what would they potentially bring, whether it's a Dodge or a Honda or a Kia? What would a new manufacturer bring to the sport? Well, man, I, let me, let's, let's talk about Dodge, man. Dodge was so... They've been here for so long, you know, Richard Petty put them on the map, you know, and, and uh, Dodge was so integrated in our sport. It's, it's, it's like all the American manufacturers, Dodge, GM, you know, I got Ford. I don't know. It just seems so un-American not to have Dodge and NASCAR to me, you know, uh, uh, Golly, I, I'm, I'm just so surprised with all the cool cars and trucks that Dodge has on the road. I mean, the Hellcat, just, just on and on and on. I, don't, I can't really understand. It doesn't really make sense to me. Maybe you guys can help me out there. But, man, you know, Dodge, Dodge has always been part of, uh, of American auto racing, NASCAR. And it just, to me, I don't, I don't understand what the delay is on getting back into NASCAR. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. It's just, man, there's, there's so many fans out there that follow our sport that are just so dedicated and so passionate about Dodge Mopar cars. You know what I mean? And, and I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what they're waiting for. Uh, but, and then to talk about other manufacturers coming in, I don't know. I think it just showcases, a, you know, I think manufacturers that are involved in American auto racing, uh, whether it be, 
you know, I don't know, I just say NASCAR, you know, the top motorsports form of racing in the United States. I just think, you know, the fan base and, and your and your your loyal customers and 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 ones that you know, if you talk about Kia, Kia, let's just take a, a manufacturer, Kia. If they came into NASCAR, I mean, I was, I would say they would see a a, a, a huge growth in auto sales. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, for me, I mean, you know, it's like you know, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. It's always been that way uh, ever since I've been a little kid and, and known about auto racing and NASCAR. I just don't. I don't, I don't understand. I asked a question to Jerry and, and to you, Tyler, and to Dominic. I, I mean, I don't, I don't get why they stepped out of the sport, you know, just because, man, to have Dodge, GM, Ford, Toyota, I mean, all the major players involved in a race, I mean, I don't know. It, it don't make sense well, to me. One thing I wonder, Jerry, um, as far as them not getting a deal done and not being interested right now, how much of it does it have to do with, you think, I mean, in 2023, as far as the sale on Monday goes, they're about to discontinue selling the Charger and the Challenger. I mean, the two most notable vehicles that they sell, which I, that one shocked me. I mean, I, I've always loved the Dodge Charger just as a street vehicle. Um, well, that's, I, that, it's got to do something with it, right? I find that odd, too, because they just came out with a new Charger that was, it was EV. And they, they they worked on the the sound of it to where they did baffling with forced air to make it sound like a you know a rumbling engine. So I'm just shocked that that, that news is you know came out about about the, the charger and 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 you know, the challenger. I, I mean I look at I look at them as a you think of Dodge you know, as as David said they've been around the sport you know Richard Petty. I just I've always thought. You know, ever since I wrote the story originally, I just felt comfortable they would be back. Economy happened, COVID happened, and all that stuff. Knowing what I know now, um, and and maybe that EV thing, you know, there's been a lot of pushback on it, but I know that you've got still got Volkswagen out there as well. I forgot to mention them a while ago. They have a cool looking car, by the way, that's in this EV. It's a Volkswagen Polestar, but uh, the uh, and the Kia is the Stinger. If you look at those cars and you put them side by side with the current NASCAR Cup Series car, they are very – they have the right body lines, okay, uh, in order to be used as a, as a race car. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what goes on that's obviously in the heads of the CEO of a company – but how can you not want to be in the premier form of motorsports in the United States, especially when it's been on the grow on the on the growing end of the economy? You've got more people from different walks of life, from different ethnicities, from different you know parts of the country now getting involved in watching NASCAR than you've ever had before, and you're not part of it. I think every manufacturer that has a car out there, it should be back like it was in the 60s when we had Pontiac and Dodge and, you know, Ford and Chevy and uh, those Oldsmobile. You know, we had all those different manufacturers that were, were in the sport. And, and some in the, even within the same family, the same company, you know, had, you know, different, uh, you know, cars they were putting yeah. out there, you know? I mean, yeah, so... 
it's uh it's crazy that it's uh gone this route to the way it has we'll see if uh dodge uh makes a return of some sorts in the future uh real quick uh final bit before we get to uh, our ask david segment uh dom uh race picks for vegas uh you go ahead and start eight of the playoff drivers only two of them have found victory lane in the past at las vegas motor speedway i'm going with the guy that won there last year for his first vegas win in his 16th full-time year danny hamlin gets it done and punches that ticket to the round of four or championship four uh, good pick there with Hamlin. Uh, I said it last week. I'm going to continue to do so. Uh, I'm picking Ryan Blaney every week until he wins. <laughs> uh, we'll go with Ryan Blaney this week. Get it done at Las Vegas. How about you, David? I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to side with Dominic. I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. Okay. How about you, Jerry? Well, I need to make a correction because I said Christopher Bell won the race here, and I meant Christopher Bell actually had the pole at Vegas in the spring, not not the win. That was I looked at the stats wrong earlier, um, but uh, you know, I, I I I it's hard for me to go against Joey Logano at Las Vegas, so that's that's going to be my pick this weekend. Good pick. Uh, out, out in the out in the Nevada desert, but yeah, I wanted to follow my sword. I, I said that wrong earlier. Uh, looked at the wrong stat, and it was uh, Christopher Bell had the pole, not not the win. All right, there you have it. That's our uh, picks this week. Let's go racing with David Starr, presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter came aboard as the primary sponsor this year in David's 08 Ford Mustang, and we want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck Race throughout the season. For the best deals on tickets, visit Ticketsmarter.com to get your tickets today. That's Ticketsmarter.com. Each week here on Let's Go Racing, you can submit questions to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash starpodcast, Twitter at starpodcast, and by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Our first question in the inbox this week for you, David, comes from Julie. Julie wants to know... David, happy birthday. I'm curious, who was your first ever sponsor? Wow, that's a uh, uh, man. It was, uh, you know, back when I first started racing when I was 14 years old, 13, 14 years old. I was, I, I drove a uh, driving in the bomber series at Big H Speedway, you know, and uh, there was a guy named Chris Duto. Uh, Chris Duto on Allied Auto Salads on Highway 249. And uh, his his son, Pete Duto, was an awesome race car driver. And, uh, man, they were just so involved in racing in Houston. And uh, they had all kinds of cool race cars. But I could go to his junkyard and get a spindle, get an A-frame, get a spring, get any kind of tires, wheels. I could get anything I wanted. And I would always – uh you know take you know i'd always have a stack of stuff and uh i'd, I'd go get chris and he'd come out there how much money you got on you so I, you know we got 150 bucks 100 dollars. he said well keep it in your pocket and, and i'll see you at the racetrack <laughs> so i you know chris duto he, allied auto salvage was a junkyard he was really my first ever sponsor, you know, and uh, man, what a great guy. He's not with us anymore or his son, Pete Duto, but that, but that was my, 
my first really sponsor, you know, and, uh, you know, and for all the racers out there, all of us that race and, and it, you don't have to be a NASCAR race car driver. I mean, just your local dirt track or your asphalt track, whatever type of racing we all do, uh, sponsors are so important, you know, and, and whether they give you $10 or a thousand or 200, man, it's just without them, without people helping us racers, female, male, any of us couldn't race. I mean, it just takes so much money and, and, and you're so appreciative of them. And, and man, I've never forgotten all the sponsors I ever had. If they call me today and want to come drive a race car, or they want to go to a race, man, I'm, I'm there to do whatever I can for them because, you know, not only myself, but all the racers, you know, with the, without that sponsor way back when or, or five or 10 years ago, if they wouldn't have sponsored you, you couldn't have done what you did or even been racing. So, uh, all of them are so important, and thank God for them. Jerry, uh, on the media side, we got to have sponsors to make a living, too. Uh, how about you? Uh, who, who was the first sponsor you've worked with? You're muted, Jerry. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so I'm still working with one of my uh, first sponsors. That was uh, Universal Coin and Bullion, and uh, I actually now – I am there. Uh, I, I contract with them through my marketing company to run uh, part of their marketing department. I work with uh, the head of the marketing department there um, to uh, to help them with their advertising places. Universal Coin Bullion is a, a gold coin, rare coin, precious metals dealer in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, they're a they're probably one of the most reputable gold and silver and precious metals company in the country. Uh, I know this, but not because I'm doing their marketing, because the guy that owns it, Mike Fulgence, has won probably every single award in the industry that you can you can possibly win. And that he's also been recognized locally um, for his philanthropy in the community. So, yeah, I went from him being a sponsor of my original radio show um, back when I was on, uh, on uh, Freedom 1300 AM out of Beaumont. Uh, he was the original sponsor on that. Now I am his contracted marketing company. And he, he, he still pays me. That's cool. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, just, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the sponsors, you call them sponsors. I, I call them partners and family. You know, you become, you become part of their family because you become so close to them. And it, it just says, you know, hearing you speak about that company, Jerry, it says a lot about who you are and, you know, and what you've done for them and the trust and the, you know, you as a person uh, to be able to have them that, that long. And then, and then for them to have you do their marketing and advertising and help them. I just, it says everything about who you are as a person, your work ethic and what you do. You know what I mean? So I just think it's cool. Uh, how about you, Dominic Powder? Well, who's somebody else for sponsors? Well, well, my first sponsor was the Racing Experts. We did a really cool business-to-business -business deal. Shout out to SignFX Branding LLC in Grants, New Mexico. But started out as like a customer working relationship. They would do all the embroidery for our shirts, our hats, our stickers. Really got to know the Stevens family really, really well. And over the years, we got to work really close with them. Kind of like you, Jerry. I'm, I'm playing copycat here. Helped them with their marketing, helped them with their social media. Got to really see their business take off here in Grants and, and, and see their their clients increase and, and their client book and all that. And in exchange, they were helping us a lot with not only our stickers and our 
our embroidery stuff, our, our hats. So it was a really good business to business deal. And in, and in fact, I believe their logo is still live on our website all these years later, even though we don't do business together anymore. They took off to Phoenix, but definitely a really, really fun company to work with. And, and Tyler, they'd printed the Jones Report stickers four years ago. Oh, yes. And it was part of that business to business deal. They were really awesome people to work with. And uh, that uh, Jones Report sticker uh, ended up on David's race car. The Summer of Jones is on David's race I, car. I, I, is, this, is that the is – that the... That's the fall of Jones, David. Is that the one that went out of business? No, 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 no. We, we, we're still riding. We're still rolling. You know, uh, you're still having a good time. I mean, but... technically, you're out of business if you're not doing it nine months out of the year, right, David? That's right. I'm on that's vacation. Right. I thought Extended that I, vacation. I thought that tour got canceled, Dom. No, no, yeah, no. That, that's what I mean. They had to change it to the fall of Jones. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. Definitely not. Um, but uh, but my, uh, I, you guys will find this funny. The very first radio commercial I did when I was in uh, in in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, doing radio out there when I was just a college student and everything. The first commercial I did was for a car dealership called Dell Willie, and I had to be very careful, and I had to do live reads, not just you know the 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 scripted stuff. Of not saying Dale's Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I never slipped up, but it did cross my mind a lot, you know, uh, in my mind not to say Dale's Willie. Uh, so that <laughs> that could have been bad, you know. Wow. Uh, don't want to lose those sponsors. No, a lot less no. rules on podcasts. There's a lot less rules on podcasts than there are on terrestrial radio. Just saying, because <laughs> yes. I I could have gotten myself into trouble a lot on terrestrial radio. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, no doubt, no doubt about that. Uh, our uh, next question in the inbox uh, comes from Macy, and uh, Macy wants to know, David, with your birthday, do you have any goals for this year? Oh, man, you know, uh, I have a lot of goals, you know, that's what keeps us getting out of bed every morning. And, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, and there's so many different goals, uh, you know, and, and let's just talk about racing. You know, obviously I own the, the Team Texas High Performance Driving School at the Texas Motor Speedway. Man, I'm trying to I'm trying to get uh, our racing school back to where it was six or seven years ago, man, we were just blowing and going, uh, on the NASCAR side, the competition side, man, my goal is to get back in a victory lane. You know, I feel like, uh, I still have the energy, the passion, the desire, uh, to win. And, uh, man, I'm still, I got great partners and begging people. I don't have, if you could see my knees, there's no skin on them. I'm working to, to get, uh, some uh, more partners to, be able to have the funding to uh, to to try to get back to victory lane. So you know, and there's so many goals. Uh, you know, to continue to be healthy and and uh, you know raise my my kids and my wife. I I don't know, man. I just I have a lot of goals. That's such a great question. You know, I think all of us. You know, Jerry and Dom and and Tyler. I mean, we all got goals. I think that's what drives you. That what gets you up every morning. And uh, you know, uh, I mean, we're all. I think uh, Dom's getting married and got a new baby coming. And, uh, man, we're just, you know, I, I'm so driven every day. I can't wait to get up the next day and conquer it and try to be successful so I can take care of my responsibilities, you know. So, uh, and, but that being said, man, I want to win. I want to win again. <laughs> How about you, Jerry? Uh, any goals you're, uh, you're working on? Anything you're focused on right now? 
yeah, I just want to be able to pay my bills at the end of the month. Every month. <laughs> <laughs> We're good goals, yeah. Little, little things. Uh, no, I've got a good life. I've got a, you know, um, but by the way, thank you for just letting me kick back on the couch. I didn't go into the room with a sim and all the stuff. I just got, to, I just kind of relaxed here tonight. I've got to get up in the morning and, and, and drive hey, what up. What are you doing tomorrow, Jerry? I'm, I'm driving to Texas Motor Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little longer commute than this guy does. I'm hanging out with you. <laughs> man, it's going to be a cool. Tell the fans what's going on, man. So Tony Stewart has his 25th annual smoke show charity event tomorrow at Texas Motor Speedway. By the time I don't know when this podcast comes out, but uh, this is a great event that Tony raises uh, raises money. Comes out and works with uh, with fans that. that you know, go to this driving school. They get to ride with Tony. They get to drive the cars themselves. Texas Motor Speedway puts on a, a really big show with that. And uh, I'm, I'm actually surprised I've never been there. So uh, I'm going to go up there and, and do it. Um, this is the first time I've ever been able to make the schedules work. Uh, I'll drive up there in the morning. I'll leave here at 4 a.m. Um, and then I'll get there, do what, do everything that I can do during the day, drive back tomorrow night. Then uh, Thursday morning, I have a licensing uh, meeting with one of my other clients with NASCAR. Uh, we're trying to put together a licensing deal with NASCAR on some products. And then I fly to Vegas right after that meeting. Uh, so, yeah, my my next two days, three days are chaotic. It sounds like, so, Jerry, if you didn't have to drive back to Beaumont for your for that big meeting, you could just stay at my house and fly out with, with me Thursday morning. Uh, but man, uh, I'm I'm excited that you're coming to the smoke show, and I uh, I want to wait a second. Wait a second. Are you flying private? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stan Ross is not around. Yeah, Stan so. Ross is not here. Uh, he, he won't be here, or or we would be driving private. But no, yeah, private uh, at DFW American Airlines. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> In- I will. I will reschedule if we're we're not going to, if we don't have to fly commercial, we can go private. I will reschedule my meeting. (laughs) Man, that, that, he'd drive back up here. (laughs) No, man, it's, it's, it's kind of cool what what the Texas Motor Speedway does. Uh, Kenton Nelson and the Speedway Children's Charities there at the Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, They've been doing this for 25 years. My uncle Mike Starr, who, most of y'all know, uh, built and owns uh, uh, the, the racing school. I, I always say it's our racing school because we started 30 years ago at Texas World Speedway. And uh, it's incredible uh, what he built and the customer we had and just how awesome of a racing school it is. And, and it's kind of cool when I see Tony. Tony brags on our racing school. You know, he loves our cars, our engines, and how our cars drive and how good they look. And you know, it, it's just uh, to be able to be a part of that for 25 years. Uh, and my uncle Mike has, he's always donated all our cars and everything that, that we give Tony and all the, all the people that buy the race car rides and the drives with Tony Stewart. It, it's an amazing event that raises a lot of money and has really made lives better for a lot of children around the United States, you know, and, and, uh, man, for Tony to, you know, been times where he was in the chase, the championship chase and, uh, had a lot going on in his life as a competitor 
and a, and a contender to win championships in NASCAR, he always made time, uh, you know, for to raise money for children, you know. And uh, not only was Tony Stewart one of the all-time best race car drivers ever, uh, says a lot about who he is as a person. Uh, and the Texas Motor Speedway, uh, what they do to, to partner with him, and then, and then my uncle Mike Starr, who, who's given so much uh, as a part of that Tony Stewart Smoke Show. This will be my first year to be involved. I've always been involved, but like Jerry, I've all my schedule. You know, I've always been on the road out of town, so I'm excited uh, for the event tomorrow uh, uh, because I've never been uh, there for one. But man, I know uh, I know a couple of the uh, participants that had that uh, Mark Tate's one of them uh, oh, that are coming. And uh, man, Tony Stewart, man, he uh, I heard man when he he loves he get, he'll get one of our uh, you know one of our school cars or number fourteen uh, smoke show car. And man, he uh, man when those people get out of that race car ride, they're hollering and screaming, man. <laughs> so uh, what a cool event, man! It's cool, Jerry, that you're coming and uh, and and to, to be a part of it. So uh, pretty neat, pretty neat deal we get to do tomorrow. Gary, you're muted. I'm not. I'm not muted. I'm not. That's your, that's your imagination. Uh, I don't know if I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or I was doing ventriloquism. But uh, if, you know, if there's I end up... Instagram account I follow that's called F Jerry. But... <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you. My wife follows it too. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and tells me that frequently. Uh, but <laughs> Tony, Tony and I, Tony has a little bit of a vendetta against me right now. So I'm a little bit worried if I do ride with him at all. Uh, so the last time Tony and I played pool together, which is a common occurrence between the two of us, we do play pool a lot uh, when we're in the same town together. I destroyed him. So, uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, so I am I am worried that uh, this could go way worse than when I rode with Carl Edwards and he blew up the engine uh, in, in the race car that we were driving. So I'm thinking it, Tony, Tony could. I don't know. He might try to. He he. Jerry, let's stop you there. there. I hope there's no blown engines, buddy. <laughs> I just hope not. Engine, I'm not worried about him. Him putting me up against the wall is, is more than you know. <laughs> I, I I I just think he's liable to you know do some donuts and 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 scare the total teetotal crap out of me before uh, before I get out of the, if I was uh, getting the car. I think I'm going to probably stay on the ground and not on four wheels tomorrow. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh man, that's uh, awesome. So all of you are going to Vegas. Have fun without me. I wish I was there. Hey, I told you all the Jones. What, what do you call that? Uh, the Jones. The uh, fall of Jones won't allow him to go. We'll have I fun told you it was out. canceled a long time ago. He's not even coming to Vegas. See that? That I got work. <laughs> I got, I got, we are too. We're all going to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Oklahoma City on uh, on Saturday, but well, then that I got is to not work. Sunday, For what? Saturday. I'm going to the Oklahoma Kansas game, and then I got to work leisure. Come on! Oh my well, then I got to. Well, that's that. That is leisure. But then I got to work NFL football on on Sunday here in Dallas. You, hey, how did how did that Oklahoma Texas game work out for you? <laughs> we we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. That was that that. Uh, that's far. That's in the distant memory. I heard that was a really good game. That was a close score. <laughs> <was> a close score. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, on that note, we got to go. We got to put the <laughs> checkered flag out on uh, this episode. As always, you can subscribe to Let's Go Racing. New episodes out each and every uh, Wednesday at Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five star review or, leave us, or don't leave us one at all. Hit that like button and uh, subscribe to the show. And uh, you can follow us on social media Facebook.com slash Star Podcast, Twitter at Star Podcast, and by email, davidstarpodcast.gmail.com. For Jerry Jordan, David Starr, Dominic Aragon, I'm Tyler Jones. Thanks so long. It's been another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll see you next week.